tell me from a personal perspective, did you have experience with a trauma or healing from some traumatic event in your life? And how did that unfold to inform you to the point where you can write uh, authentically on these subjects? Hello, everybody. This is Jimmy. Welcome back to the Jimmy Tingle Show. We have a really special episode today. It is not often that we get a real healer, a spiritual healer to join us, folks, and especially one from Ireland. But today, our guest is Benique Amoje, and she presents a new model of healing based on the unique interweaving of depth psychology with spirituality. And she lives the wild Atlantic way of Ireland, and she'll explain that to us in, in a moment. But she's a, an author, a spiritual healer, and she comes out of the Jungian, as in Carl Jung, the Jungian philosophy of psychology. Please welcome to the show with her new book, The Soul and the Sea, Essential Healing for Everyday Life, the one and the only Beneg Moje. Hello, Beneg. How are you? Hello, Jimmy. How are you? And thank you so much for asking me to be on your show. I'm very happy. Well, we're happy to have you. We always like the beautiful brogue, the gentleness of Ireland. You're bringing a sense of peace to me as I look at you today and as I just hear you speak, and especially knowing that you're living in the wild Atlantic way. What exactly is the wild Atlantic way? Well, the Wild Atlantic Way is is was designated as um, a special uh, place to travel from. You go north down south, and you always stay by the sea. So it takes in Donegal, Mayo, Sligo, Galway, Kerry, right down to the south, and so. It's all on the coast, the western coast of Ireland. It's all on the western coast, and it takes in some of the most remote and wild um, Atlantic uh, um, areas of Ireland. Excellent. I bet it's very beautiful and very inspiring. So tell me, Benig, how did you get in to the whole idea of psychology and using psychology and combining it with spirituality to actually achieve goals of, of uh, greater peace, greater serenity? And what is the secret? I came by this very naturally in my own life. And uh, through through my years of working, I trained as a therapist. I was um, maybe 30 years ago, 35 years ago, and worked um, as a psychotherapist using, uh, you know, insights from depth psychology and soul uh, tracking, etc. But I also maintained a spiritual practice. And more and more, I found in my work and in my own life that in order to really um, bring about lasting healing, if you like, um, and to heal ourselves, we have to combine. Um, it's, it's psychology itself isn't enough, especially today in a time of unprecedented spiritual awakening, really. Um, people uh, need to feel that they can uh, look after them, they take responsibility for their own health and therefore um, connect with the wisdom that we have within. We have a healing wisdom within, which we don't necessarily tap into because we've been conditioned for so long to look outside of ourselves for answers to, mm -hmm. to our suffering and also even to find love outside of ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. so, um, yes. so it was a gradual process for me and then the pandemic. And during the pandemic, 
um, I found it incredibly easy to write. It was as though I had permission to do nothing but stay at home and mm -hmm. uh, connect with nature, um, which I do anyway. I have c cows on either side of me and the mountains and, and the sea right, right beneath me. Um, and uh, there, it, the book that I found myself writing, again, about healing, was, uh, you know, very much about how we need to combine um, the, the, the insights of depth psychology, but also with, with, with spiritual practice. Because I've learned in my own life that when we seek help, or when we connect to the wisdom and the healer inside ourselves, we we can actually create what we need. Do you understand what mm -hmm. I mean? We can. I do. Yeah. Tell me, in a uh, from a personal perspective, did you have experience with a, you know trauma or healing from some traumatic event in your life, and how did that unfold to inform you to with, to the point where you can write uh, authentically on these subjects? Yeah, well, I, I, I had no one, um, no one episode, but I would say my birth definitely um, would have been a, a marker for me, formative, uh, because I was born very premature uh, in the middle of the West of Ireland um, in the 50s when um, there was very little medical help. And um, so I was in an incubator for a long time and you know, life wasn't particularly easy. Um, and I guess another, other experiences like uh, um, divorce and um, um, breakdown of relationships, that sort of led me to, to, to look at, the, you know, what is this? How can we actually heal ourselves? Um, because we all have emotional complexes or baggage or issues and we all want to heal ourselves so that we can you know have more empowered and um, spiritual lives if you like i found so much inspiration in nature because we were mm -hmm. so close to nature and we we didn't have much growing up you know my parents were refugees in inverted commas because they came to ireland after the second world war and um and the land was very poor uh, in terms of being able to make a living uh, and you learn how to be resilient and how to really connect with your inner resources. So tell me about nature. Tell me about how being out in nature can actually help bring healing, solace, more serenity. How does that work? I think it works because uh, when you are outside, if you give yourself time to just be, and sit down on a rock or walk along the beach, you're connecting with something elemental, which is actually a new too. Um, the heartbeat of the world, nature as it has cycles like we have. It, it, um, it, you know, it, it grows and it, it, the sea comes in and it goes back. And there's a great wisdom in nature as well as, as, as the animals. You know, um, uh, nowadays, everybody talks about mindfulness and spending time being mindful. You watch animals, they're very mindful. Cows can sit and stare into space and just chew <laughs> for eight. <laughs> and, um, but Nick, I do that sometimes. 
<laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but it's well known that nature is very therapeutic and, and for, for many people. In fact, I know that the, um, there's a, a brand of, of, of therapy, if you like, for, for very troubled children, that you bring them into nature and let them connect with animals. And um, so that develops their sense of love uh, for the animal. And animals will, especially dogs. I, I had my dog here. She passed away while I, um, the book was written, but she passed away after that. And I missed her. I miss her. But dogs can, um, the, the, you can really connect with animals and see unconditional love in action, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can right. learn from that. Right. So I imagine living on the west coast of Ireland in close proximity to the ocean, you must uh, sleep really well <laughs> between the air coming off the North Atlantic and the uh, and the mm -hmm. uh, just the rhythm of the sea and being out there in the country. Has that been really helpful in terms psychologically in terms of your healing? Absolutely. I mean, after uh, after. Um a breakup of, of, of a big relationship for me. I spent time and I have children, but they were at school. I spent time on my own, like being solitary. And mm. it was really nature and the dog, which, um, which, which brought me into being very comfortable with my solitude to the point now where I, I, I do have a partner, but I, I, I would consider myself quite hermetic. I could become a hermit quite easily, especially in nature. <laughs> so tell me in your book, tell, give us some examples of how people can become more scented, become more connected to nature, to life, to the life cycles. Uh, even if they live in an urban area in the United States or urban area in Europe, how does that happen for people? I think that uh, there, there, there are several ways. I think that even in an urban area, there are beautiful parks. There are places uh, where one can go and sit and enjoy nature. But also, I think another element, and one can get out, obviously, and go, for, uh, go out into the country, but it is having a spiritual practice. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you have to do, you know, a strict uh, yoga or, or, or meditation of a particular type, but having some kind of spiritual practice. And by that, I mean, it could be actually just um, writing your dreams in the morning or sitting, sitting, um, looking out at the trees or even looking out on the street, but, but just going within. And mm -hmm. in the book, I also talk about lots of other tools which we use in Jungian psychology, and that is writing your dreams, connecting with your dreams, so you are actually um, you are actually listening to your inner voice and what you might need to know right now. Um, so writing your dreams or just spending every day um, some time to be with yourself and going within. 
and and writing it down. Do you have experience with a connection to a higher power or a god or any formal religion or organized religion? Or is is that part of it? Can that be part of somebody's healing process? I think it can, I think it can, but in my case, um, yeah, you know, we were nominal Catholics, if you like. But I don't see religion necessarily as spiritual. I see that as more dogmatized spirituality. I think I go by the words of of. of uh, um, uh, Rumi, who said, um, spirituality is the private relationship to the mystery of everything that is alive. You see, there is spirituality in nature. For some people, organized religion may may, may be right for them. But right. in general, I think for, for, for me anyway, um, uh, we need to connect with sort of a, a deep spirituality, which is in our own souls, but which we find in nature, which we can find for, for somebody else. Their spirituality might be listening to a wonderful piece of music. Anything which takes you out of the material and into the more transcendent realm, because that's right. where the healing happens. Right. Have you heard of the book, The Artist's Way? Yes. So the woman, I've read that book. 20 years ago or so, and I picked it up again recently. And one of the tools, the woman's name is Julian, Julian, uh, Julia Cameron. That's right. I believe her yes. name is Julia Cameron. And she wrote the book uh, in the early 1990s, I think. Anyway, it's the artist's way. And one of the tools that they use in the artist's way is journaling. Yeah. They call it the morning pages. Yes. And they, she suggests when you wake up, you get a notebook and you journal for three pages. You just fill three pages on a notebook. You can write prayers. You can write your newest novel. You can write, you know, a play. You can write sentences of just, you can write down your fears, your resentments, your anger, your worries, anything. You get it on paper. And she says that this clears the mind so the person, your creativity has room to actually express itself in your in your worldview or or that day, do you find the journaling uh, helpful? And do you practice that as well? I, I do, but uh, for a di in, with a different um, a different motivation or a different outcome, even in the sense that um, in in uh, in depth psychology or Jung Jungian psychology, um, journaling is a way to connect with your inner self which is very similar, um, and also writing your dreams because our soul speaks to us during the night through dreams. And although people may f find that they can't remember their dreams or that the dreams are uh, strange, there's nothing strange about them. It speaks in symbols, so symbols and image. So if you, if you journal, you, you, you can journal but you can also write your dream and what it makes you think of and oh my goodness i haven't dreamt about him for ages what might that mean and you'll also find that there's a pattern as you go through i mean i have been doing it for um since i was a young therapist because in our profession we our training is to be therapized we have to be analyzed in order to right. become therapists so I have a lot of dream books, but yes, I, I absolutely agree. And it is a way to sort of 
to, to speak about what's inside, all the words that want to come out. And in there, there are gems. Right. I, I imagine, like, if you asked me to write down my dreams, I would be hard-pressed, unless I wake up in the middle of a dream and it's very vivid and I get out and start writing it down. Um, I'm not going to remember it by the time I wake up, generally speaking. But uh, that's a, a really interesting uh, dimension to this whole conversation, writing down your dreams. I've never, I've never heard that before. I suppose you have to be a big dreamer in order for that to be effective. Well, I think what happens actually is that um, when you start becoming aware of it, for example, people who start therapy start coming for, for therapy. And I say to them, you know, write down your dreams. Oh, well, I, I don't remember the dreams and it might be true. But the unconscious, your unconscious, your psyche, it knows that, oh my goodness, I'm going, she's going to therapy. Um, right, okay. And so the unconscious starts to become more alive. So I bet you, if you said to yourself, you, Jimmy, if you said to yourself, do you know what? I'd like to have a, a dream tonight because I'm confused about something. Just see what happens. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to dream about my podcast. I'm looking for direction in my podcast. <laughs> Give me a dream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me, you, you started speaking earlier when we first started the conversation about this unprecedented uh, awareness of mm -hmm. spirituality in the world. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody describe where we are right now in, in the human race as an unprecedented uh, awakening, a spiritual awakening. What is your evidence that we are in a, a time where people are really seeking out spiritual answers or guidance or direction? And what do you think that has brought that about? Um, that's a very, very big question. And um, I don't know if I can do justice to it right now in a few words, but um, we, the planet is, um, uh, there's an incredible time of transition. There's been the, this pandemic, there's the, the climate change, everything is, is sort of up in the air. Um, all the traditional institutions and uh, authority, uh, you know, what, what people may have clung on to before is right. sort of disintegrating. So it, it, in a way, we are left to um, to actually, uh, I think it's like being pushed to awaken to our own possibility, to what we can do, to what how we can heal ourselves, to our own wisdom, to uh, and uh, evidence. You're asking for some kind of evidence. I mean, nowadays, very many people are looking for alternative healing modalities books on spirituality, wellness, healing, meditation. Like when I was growing up, there was no such thing as meditation or mindfulness. Now they, they, right. they bring it into schools even to tell children, you know, yeah. to be more mindful. So there is a sense uh, that we are getting closer to that because we don't have much time to do, you know, we can't keep looking outside of ourselves. It's not working, really. Right. Materialism is finite in terms of what the happiness or the joy it can bring us, even the security that it can bring us. 
it can be very fleeting. So this is a positive development in the world yeah. that people are looking inward and they're trying to find uh, just some some peace, some balance in their own lives, looking inward. I know that I, because of the nature of my work, I'm always connected to the news and to the media. Mm. And if you are just connected to the news and the media, after a while, you start thinking the whole world is in chaos. <laughs> and I took a I took a break in 2020. I took about two or three weeks or month, actually maybe a month and a half away from the media, just not obsessing about the news every yeah. day, not getting it on my phone, not checking all these different things. Like it's not like world peace is going to break out and I'm going to miss it. But I have to tell you, by taking three weeks or so off from not engaging in things that I can't control, I felt much better. <laughs> that's that's absolutely it. Absolutely it. And I think that the pandemic gave a lot of people pause to think and to uh, actually think about what's important, what really is mm -hmm. important, such as who you love, your friends, um, I don't know whether you remember this, but uh, at the very beginning, um, Italy was very badly hit and was in a, locked, a very severe lockdown. And we yep. were getting images of all the Italians standing on their balconies in the big cities in their apartments singing, singing. Yes. It was very moving because it's the connection, the human connection. So I think a change was happening and people realizing what is actually important is we are is our hearts actually and our connection with each other right very well said so benig where can people get the book and when is it going to be out and available online or in bookstores so book is called the soul and the sea essential healing for everyday life it is already in amazon uh, available to order to pre-order amazon barnes and noble the usual outlets you can order it now it will be released in on the 26th of this month, and I believe in the U.S. it's the 1st of June, something like that. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, learn more about um, my work or my books, they can also go to, to my website. And I'm very always very happy to have comments and to write letters to people. Oh, great. So if people connect to you on your website, you would respond back to them? I would, depending on what they say. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very wise. <laughs> well, Benig, it's wonderful to have you today. And thank you so much for taking time out of your your, uh, your schedule and in the wild Atlantic way in the west coast of Ireland. Uh, obviously, a very beautiful area. Mm -hmm. Just talking about it makes me want to go there. Oh, I hope you, know, you do makes, come. Have you never been it, there? We have been. My wife and I went... Back in the 90s, we went to Ireland and we went around and we went. We actually went out to the western part of Ireland. But it makes just talking about it in the sea, it, there's something very spiritual and very healing and very uh, soothing about just talking about nature. So you got us in a great mood today and we very, very much appreciate it. And, um, and people can get the book and there are tips and there is advice in there mm -hmm. and there is uh, sort of some strategies on how to get yourself back connected to yourself and to uh, the world around you. Yeah, and, and if I may add, Jimmy, that um, it's 
it's um because i've had that feedback i'm i'm a poet you see so it's it's very easy to read it's like reading poetry from the west of ireland oh good well that's what we need in america poetry from the west of ireland <laughs> well, th thank you so much for joining us today i wish you the greatest success w with the book and and continued success in your personal journey of healing and equilibrium and life-work balance. I think we all need it. I say that for myself. That's why we do this podcast. It connects me with other people and connects us with things that are bigger than ourselves. So thank you so much. And thank you also. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. My pleasure. Um, and by the way, all this material, all these links will be in the show notes to Beneg's website, to the book, how you can get it, a synopsis of the book, and all her different social media platforms as well. So thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of The Jimmy Tingle Show. We will see you next week, and we have more wonderful guests coming. So stay tuned. Thanks. Thanks.